0: Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's word. Let's all go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28 then I'm going to ask a few of you to participate in reading this morning. I'm not going to ask to put up your hand, but I'm going to ask a few people to read for us this morning. Amen. Amen. Matthew 28. Have you got it? No. So who's going to read first us? You want the, whole, the whole chapter no just just five verses, okay. verses.
1: From one to five
0: one to five
1: all right <clears throat> In the end of the Sabbath as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre amen and behold there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. And came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment, his clothes, white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified.
0: Amen. Wow. Lucy. He is not here, for he is here, as is he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lives. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is a living one of the people, and he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly and found the tomb with fear and great joy, and I ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Amen, Rita.
2: That was nice. I think they're supposed to read one more. Yes, it is. Okay, catch up. Okay, catch up then. And and now then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Hmm. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye his disciples came by night, and stole him away while he slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day.
0: Which verse was that, reader? That was uh, beyond verse 16. 16. Um, JV, can you read for us? 17. 16. 16. 16. 16
2: until. until, until five, 5 verses. Oh, 5 verses.
0: Until 20. Then the 11 disciples
2: <coughs> left for Galilee's goings. the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands.
0: What did Jesus say at last? Be, be sure of this. Amen. That I am with you. I am yes. with you. Is Jesus with us this morning? Yes. Amen. Yes. Jesus is with us this morning. He said, You need and I need to be sure that He's with us. So yes. is there anybody that can tell me what stood out for you this morning in that passage of scripture that we read? What happened to what happened to Jesus? He was crucified. Yeah, in this part he was risen. Amen. And did everybody believe Jesus was risen?
1: Amen. Yes. yes.
0: Everybody believed it. Yes. Oh, no. 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 Yes. Everybody yes. didn't believe it yes. that time. I thought today you said. Today. Yeah. You believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Even that time, eh, there was some of the disciples. Can you believe it? Some of the disciples didn't even believe that Jesus has risen. And sometimes, if we look at us, the way that we're living today, it's almost as if Jesus didn't rise rise from the dead, rose from the dead. Why am I saying this? Because the way that we are singing, the way that we are worshipping Him, Jesus wants us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. truth. In truth means we believe in Him, all of us. That are sitting here believes in him, but the one thing that stood out for me was when they came to the tomb, when they came to the door of the grave, it was close it was open. JB, thank you, it was open, it wasn't closed. Are we listening, beloveds?
2: Man, we are listening.
0: So the door was open open, and where was Jesus then when the door was open? Uh, Shakira, what happened to Jesus? Where was Jesus? Say in Afrikaans. what happened with met Jesus? in die graf. Shakira said Jesus was in the grave.
2: Meaning? If the
0: door was open, Jesus was not in the grave. He was risen. He was risen. He rose from the dead. I think that's the reason why I was asking. Are we listening? Okay, Jesus was risen. He is risen still today. He's not in the grave. Amen? Amen. Amen. If we believe that today, then there's something awesome that has happened in us because we have also risen. risen. Amen. All of us have. Because he rose from the dead. Amen. But the 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 the, the story that i want to bring to you this morning was when they saw jesus what did they do when they saw he wasn't in the grave what did they do
1: they wept
0: they wept they wept yeah they wept because they think jesus was stolen or he was something happened with his body mm-hmm. but there's something significant that i want you to know this morning about jesus and we've said it already that he has been risen that he has risen he's not in the grave anymore he rose from the dead and that's why we are saved today because jesus has risen Amen. so what do we need to do now we come to the real story what did what did what did, what did mary do when she came to the grave and she saw Jesus was. He was asking, "Where did you put my Jesus? What did they do with my Jesus? Where have they laid him? What did they do to his body? And who was at the grave to tell them about Jesus that has that has risen?"
1: Angel.
0: The angel, the angel was there. And what did the angel tell 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 um, them, the disciples?
2: Not to fear
0: not to fear. The angels told them not to fear. And what else? That He is risen. He is risen. So you shouldn't fear and you shouldn't cry. You shouldn't weep. Yeah. Because He has risen. And that is what I wanted, Rita. Okay. That is what I was looking for. Today, do we believe that Jesus is, is risen? we believe that Jesus is risen so now the, the the what I actually want to bring forth to you is we need to go and tell Amen. we need to be witnesses for Jesus in this whole world Amen. we need to go and do the great commission to mm. tell the people about Jesus that has risen
1: Amen.
0: he is alive he is alive Forever. Thank you.
1: Go tell it to the mountains. Over
0: the hills and everywhere. Go tell it to the mountains that Jesus Christ is alive. alive and he is Lord. Amen? He is Lord. So anybody of you, can you tell me what happened when Jesus, after Jesus um. Appeared to the disciples. What happened to the MOs, the guys that were walking to MOs? What happened to Jesus?
2: They didn't recognize
0: him. They didn't recognize him. And then what
2: happened? Eventually he revealed himself. He revealed himself.
0: Yes. All these wonderful words that they've spoken, that Mm -hmm. Jesus has spoken to them.
1: She's the word with them because they couldn't understand. They, they couldn't
0: understand Jesus rose from the dead. And now all the things that Jesus has said, He revealed it. It was revealed. It was really, it came to the fourth. It came um, to their mind that Jesus is alive. And He's not dead anymore. And now she said something about Jesus lives
1: forever. Amen.
0: And if we say Jesus lives forever, He, he, he does. The word... God doesn't lie. Amen? Amen. I just want to read something to you. Before, ascending into heaven and unleashing the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, Jesus gave his followers specific directions about their mission. So we all that are sitting here have got a mission. Not just the disciples. All of us that are sitting here have got a mission. And is there anybody that can tell me what is our mission? I don't want Rita to answer now. <laughs> anybody that can tell us um, what is the mission?
1: 19, First
0: 19. Go Go. Go. Like I said. It was not just for the disciples to go into the communities and to go and tell that Jesus is alive. It was each and everybody of us. And it still is each and everybody of us that needs to go and tell the world that Jesus is alive. These words have come to be known at the Great Commission. And the book of Acts reveals how the disciples brought Jesus' assignment to life. The disciples did. And this morning, J.B. was reading out of the Dream Team members.
2: 2
0: Timothy Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 15. And we remember what Jesus said, what should we do? What did Paul do? Paul also went. And he testified. He gave his testimony to the world. He gave his testimony and he was beaten because of his his testimony. We get to see the kingdom of God expanding exactly how Jesus prophesied. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. His word is yes and it is amen. You, he said it in Acts, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Not just the disciples, not just those people that were gathering with Jesus. He said, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And that's in Acts 1 verse 8. And you will be my
1: witnesses.
0: You will be my witnesses. So am am I saying now Jesus only said it to the disciples If his word spoke to the disciples, his word is speaking to us also this morning. And it doesn't matter who you are. And it doesn't matter if you only understand Afrikaans or you only understand English. The great commission is for each and everybody of us that are sitting here this morning. That we need to go. I think we need to change our mindset this morning about ourselves. Because a Sunday morning is not just for us to come and receive the word. But we need to receive that word and we need to go and do something with the word. We need to go and tell people so that they can also know about the love that we, me and you have received from God. And this is not just uh, a joke this morning, it's serious. The world is getting lost, people are dying without God daily. In hospital, like I said this morning, the woman that did my nails. What, what will happen if I didn't minister to her while she was doing my nails? What would have happened to her? How would I have felt if something happened to her even today and I didn't get her to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior? The time is running out, beloveds. We need to go and minister. We need to go and testify. We need to go and tell people about the love of God. We can do it in Afrikaans. We can do it in Tosa, We can do it in Shona. in Shona. Shona. We can do it in Shona. Danish. We can. We can do it in Danish. In Greek. In Greek. <laughs> in in Swedish. In English. In English. Thank you, my Scott. So we can we can do it. Amen. We can go out. And I also have this dream that maybe one Sunday morning we don't do service here. We go out. If this is urgent in my heart and in your heart, yes. we will go out like Rita said. We go out. Amen. And we go and minister to people. Awesome. Amen. Let's do it. Amen. Woo! We'll do that. Holy Ghost. Power. Ah. <laughs> so we do that at the, we, we can do that already. Yes. We can already decide that we need to be ready to go and Testify Amen. to go and tell the world that Jesus Christ is Lord, like Philip said. Go tell it on the mountains. Amen. Krabo. Amen. Mountain. Yeah. We can even go to Kraboh one morning, but we I think we need to start here first. Yeah. Amen. And go into Rasta Camp and Eight Cake and Pine Town and and, and, and Rimfosmark and Sun City, the whole area, we need to go into that. And we're not going to go like one person into Rastakam. We're going to go in groups. Amen. Amen. And we're going to minister. One group is going to go in Rastakam. One group can go to Eight And one group goes to Pine Town. And the other groups go to Sun City. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you excited to do yes. that?
1: Amen.
0: So what are we going to tell the people when we get there? Are we ready?
1: Amen.
0: I think we are ready all of us because there's so much word that came from the pulpit there's so much love that came from this place you have it on the inside of you there's no more time now not to believe in yourself there's no more time that we can play with this gospel the people need to get to hear the good news amen, amen? The gospel breaks out in Jerusalem in Acts 2. The Holy Spirit descends during Pentecost over how many people? Over 3,000 people and end up following Jesus. 3,000 people end up that day following Jesus in one day. Imagine how many people of us can go into this community. Like Philip said, we go to Hrabou, we go to all these places and we go and minister to people about the gospel. Rita. Just a couple of
2: chapters later, it was 5,000. It was 5,000, just a couple of chapters later, it was 5,000
0: people. Outstanding. Sorry. After Stephen was stoned to death and became the first Christian in Acts 7, 7 verse 54 to 60, persecution against the church erupted. Luke tells us that a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all except the Apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Can you believe it? That is what happened. Saul, a Pharisee at the center of the oppression had a profound conversation experience in Acts 9. Go and read Acts 9 verse 1 to 9 and became integral to the spread of the gospel. His missionary journeys covered more than 10,000 miles and establishes churches throughout the known world. Believers, all of us, believers, we are the believers. We are the believers. All of us are believers, are called to share the good news of God's salvation through Christ with everyone on the earth. Imagine if all of us go out. Even in our broken English languages. We can go and minister to people. We are not the one that are saving people, the Holy Spirit. God is saving people. God is actually ministering to that people while you are just have to go. He will place the words on your tongue. Jesus' words that he with us until the very end of the age are not only intended to be words of comfort because sometimes we would think if Jesus says he will be with us to the ends of the earth what do we think the first thing that comes in our mind he will protect us it's not just the protection of God it's him witnessing with us to people that doesn't know God isn't that amazing? Yeah. That we are not doing it all by ourselves. We are co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. And we are ministering with, to people. But they also sign that the mission is to continue until He returns. Did Jesus come already? Yes, He did. He's in us. On the, on the inside of us. Amen. Jesus is with us. But, and He will never leave us nor forsake us. But he will with be with us until the end of the world. You know, when Jesus comes one day, when he comes in full glory, one day, we must still now minister to the world outside until he comes one day. Amen. He is with us already. He is in us, and he's the one that's going to uh, to pursue those people to receive him as your as his Lord, as their Lord and Savior. It wasn't a mission intended only for the disciples. It was for myself. It was for little Hope that he's sitting here to minister at school. For each and every one of us. How many family members of you doesn't know Christ, Jesus? So many people don't know him. And we are so happy to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. But what about those that doesn't know Christ? I still, I still think that if Jesus says we still need to do it until he comes one day, then there is work for us to do. Work for each and every one of us that are sitting here. It doesn't matter who you are. And sometimes you would, you would use a situation that, would say, that you would say, I'm nervous, or I don't know how to do it. You know how to do it. The Bible says, go. And if he says, go then we must go. We mustn't sit still and not minister to the, to the children even on the streets, those guys that are sitting outside on, on that electric box. Overcoming our nervous. the word evangelism is derived from the Greek word evangelion. evangelion, which literally means bringer of good news. And what is good news? Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Amen.
1: Emmanuel.
0: Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus saves. That is the good news that we need to bring to people. I was looking at something last night. Um, I think it was a short clip that somebody sent on on the status. And I looked at this guy that somebody was ministering to him. And he he, he was, you know, talking back to this guy that was ministering to him but he was like complaining a lot and he had a lot of arguments and at the end of the day God's word was so powerful that he broke down and cried and he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Imagine how many people is waiting and we sometimes think that these people will not receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior they will but we need to go and testify we need to go and witness we need to go and tell them and with that I'm gonna call Rita quickly. And she's gonna tell you what happened. How did she receive Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior? And I want you to listen to her testimony quickly. And the same testimony you you're going to tell me what now, after Rita has given a testimony, what did Rita who did Rita glorify more in a testimony?
2: So I I assume that most of you may know my testimony, but I'll just, for those who may not know, I'll just say that I grew up, uh, my parents divorced when I was one and a half, so I grew up with my mother and my older sister. And when I was 16, my mother passed away from breast cancer. So my sister and I, we moved to the capital where I got into drugs. And I used to go around and say there is no God, and I was like an atheist, until I ran into some missionaries that uh, challenged me to receive Jesus. At first I was like, no, I can't do that. And they told me, well, if everything that is written in the Bible is true, and you pray, you gain everything, because you gain life, and everything that Jesus has promised, But if you pray and it's not true, what have you lost? Nothing. So I very hesitantly, I prayed, but they also asked me to pray that Jesus would really show me who he was. Mm. So now I did that. And I must say the next day they told me to have Bible study with them. And I said no. I went back with my friends who were drinking and getting high and I joined in, but this time my experience was so different. All of a sudden what I used to enjoy and hang out doing, all of a sudden I felt like I was walking down a dead end street and it just didn't satisfy. So that evening I went back to visit the people that had led me to the Lord. But now I'd like to share what it says in 1 Timothy 2.4. It says, who will have all men to be saved. So I got saved, right? But then it goes on and says, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I started having daily Bible studies with these people. It wasn't enough for them that I had received Jesus and that they now knew. I at least would go to heaven. Every day, every day, every day, they gave me Bible studies. And that is how my life was transformed. Mm. And I would like to say, we spoke to somebody the other day who told us how she really loved and found freedom in what she had been taught here at this church. Mm. And she said, I want to go to other churches and help them to teach this. And we said, please don't. We are not going to try to bring division in other churches. Our job is to reach the lost. People like me, I never set foot in a church, never. Because what little exposure I had had, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And there are many, 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 many like me, that if we reach them, they will yield to the Lord and the Lord can totally transform their lives. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Rita. Amen.
0: I think it's important that you share your testimony to some people that doesn't know what happened in your lives. Because if we are the same like the world are outside, people will not see the difference what's happening or what has happened in our lives. We need to be changed. We need to be transformed. Not just by the renewing of our minds, but we need to be transformed as people. And when we talk about transform as people, as children of God, it doesn't mean that you, you have to wear new clothes or you have to wear um, the best clothes that they can be. Your heart is transformed. Amen? Mm-hmm. And people see that by the love that you carry on the inside of you. So whenever you go to people... You, but in your hearts, refer Christ as Lord. We have received Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Who did? All of us that are sitting here, who did receive Christ as Lord and Savior? Who received Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior? All of us that are sitting here. Amen? So now, when that means all of us have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it means that we need to go out and testify. And witness to some other people that does not yet know Jesus. They live in a community where there's a lot of people that know Christ Jesus. But there's a lot of people that does not live the way that we are supposed to live as children of God. And because of that reason, we are sometimes the reason why people doesn't come to Christ. And we need to be different. We need to, to... Go out and testify to those people. Live according to what Rita said, according to the Word of God. Live according to what the Word of God says. We need to live and we need to go and testify. It is high time that we forget about our comfort, forget about how um, things are at home. Then we must just go out and minister to people. There must be one or two or three people in your street, across the road that needs the Word of God, that needs Jesus as the Lord. Peter tells us, but in your hearts refer Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Mm -hmm. Christ in us, the hope Of of glory. When people see you smile, that lovely smile that Anna has, Beautiful smile she always has. All of you, Rita has, Philip has, myself, all of us. This is something people are desiring. When they look at your life and you walk past them, I'm sure some people are asking, Maki, how is it that you are so calm? And I remember a testimony when we had the ladies' event here. The morning, or was one Sunday morning, she was telling us the lady that wanted to fight with your, your son. And how she calmly said to her, I'm not going to fight back. I'm sure she went home and she was thinking, what is in that woman's life? Because she was expecting Maki to fight back. To grab her and fight back to her, with her. But she was calm. And this is how Christians' lives should be, our Amen. lives should be. Amen. Minister to people with love. Amen. When they go home, they will think about it. There must be something about that woman. Amen. And don't forget, as soon as that woman leaves, you tell her that God loves her. Because then she will, then it will click to her. That is what I've actually seen in Maki's life because she told me that Jesus Christ loves her. This is something that any one of you can do. And the, I think the, 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 the too often people get the sense that they've got to have a response for every encounter, encounter or counter-argument. But that's not the case. Like Maki, she didn't fight back. They think she should have fight back but she didn't fight back. You should simply be able to articulately explain what you believe, explain to people, tell people what God has done in your life, what has happened, who entered your life, how darkness just left you and the light of God came through in, inside of each and every one of you. And just remember whenever you go and witness to people it makes them uncomfortable. Did you ever see people gets uncomfortable? As, so, as soon as you start to witness or to give your testimony to them, they get uncomfortable. Some of them don't want to be in your presence. They just want to go yeah. because you are busy now telling them about the love of Jesus. The gospel really makes people uncomfortable, but it also saves them. And you and I have got the answer for those people to be safe. Let's be completely honest. Talking to others about Jesus makes others uh, feel tense and uncomfortable. We're encouraging people to see the world differently. And do we see the world differently? Yes. We don't see the same the way they are seen. We don't seem to go and sit in a Shabin or to go and do what other peoples are doing. No. Because the gospel has changed us people spend a lot of time looking for a way to evangelize that doesn't ruffle any feathers. This typically means that the conversation about Jesus don't have a lot of teeth. On some level we are compelling... Sorry. So what, what I actually wanted to say to you is some sometimes you just need to Go to the level of that person but not to do what that person is doing. Just go to that person, sit with them, maybe you start a conversation with that person and ask him how how he is. Sometimes we stand in a queue waiting to pay your bread and that person, ten persons in front of you still need to pay. So now you've got an opportunity to minister to that person. And you will get some people to tell that will tell you, I don't want to hear this. But as long as you tell them, Jesus loves you. You'll give them something to think about as soon as they get home. Amen? Amen. You and I are the, test, the ones that are witnessing to some people. And even our children. Like I said to you one morning when I was ministering, I called Emil, my son, in my room. And I said to him, Emil, I really don't know what is wrong with you, but I know that Jesus loves you. And I really do know that Jesus loves him. And sometimes our kids just want to go outside in this world and they want to go and enjoy whatever they want to enjoy because it's their age and it's their age group. But as long as you and I testify, we give our testimony to our kids. We tell them about the love of Jesus. Because one day they will not say, Mommy, you love Jesus, you serve Jesus, and you never told me about Him. And the way that we live sometimes in our homes need to change also. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Our kids need to see that we as mothers and fathers are serving God. Amen? Amen?
1: Amen and amen.
0: And like I said, It makes them, it makes people feel uncomfortable when you start. But continue, pursue, dear. Tell them about the love of Jesus. And when when, when that person go home and they didn't receive Jesus Christ as Lord, some of them will come back to you. I've thought about what you've said. Can you pray with me? I know somebody that is sitting here will never let that person leave her presence because she will persist on that person need to receive Jesus Christ as Lord now. Today is the time. And that is Rita. <laughs> Amen. And the more we step out in faith, the easier it will become. The more we just go, the one today you try, you talk to somebody, Tomorrow you go back to that person and don't leave that person alone. Go back to that same person. Like we had an event here, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to invite the same persons and we're going to minister to them until they receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Don't give up. Don't give up on your children, but keep on praying for them. Keep on bringing them to the house of the Lord, to the gathering And like I said, the more we step out in faith, the easier it will become. The world desperately needs the gospel. Who believes that? The world desperately needs the gospel. And there's nobody that can go out into the world and tell them about the love of Jesus. Only who can do that? You and I. We are the ones Mm-hmm. Why, can, why are we the ones that can go out and tell them?
2: Because we are to testify, and you can only testify of what you've experienced. Amen.
0: Because we have experienced Jesus. We have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we can testify about Him. Amen. We do not go out and testify about ourselves. We go out and we testify about what Jesus has done in our lives. Now, you, you and me, we are the light of the world. We are a town built on a hill and we cannot be hidden. Are you If you're hiding yourself from the gospel or from telling people from the good news, then there's something wrong? There must be something wrong. Because if we are the light of the world, we are a town built on a hill and we cannot be hidden. Everybody can see us because of the light that is on the inside of us. Neither do people light up a lamb, and the word of God says this, and put it under a bowl. If you light up a lamb and you put it under a bowl, what will happen?
1: You want to see anything? Sorry? It's hiding the light.
0: You're hiding the light. You're hiding yourself from spreading the word of God, from ministering, ministering to others. You're hiding yourself from others, so that they do not get the light. Do not their lights will not be lightened because we are hiding from them. Instead, they put it on a stand. You put your light on a stand, which means when I am outside, I am the light of this world, not the sun. I am the light of the world. This light cannot be hidden. It gives light to everyone in the house. Like Philip said one morning when he was ministering, if we put the light and we close the curtains, how dark it is inside. You cannot see anything. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify. Your Father, my Father, our Father who art in heaven. And that is written in Matthew 5, yeah. verse 14 to 16. Imagine a world without electric light, like I just said. The small lantern in your home is a gift to everyone in the house. Why? Because if you have that light in the house, everyone can see. That small lantern. a protector of of shines and toes to hold the light and leave everyone else in the darkness seems very unkind. If if I have the light in my house and I close my bedroom door and nobody in the house can see, I'm the only one that's got the light in my bedroom. That's very unkind, isn't it? Because Lucy needs the light, Stephen needs also light. Everybody in the house needs the light. So just the same today with me and you also, if we hide that gospel that is burning on the inside of us from everyone outside here, that's very unkind to keep it to yourself. We should go out and make disciples of all nations. Sorry. And then we've got a scripture that really, really helps us a lot. Sometimes we may think, I just want to help those that think they cannot spread the word of God or they cannot testify. If I say we go out to people and we minister to people, then it means we go out there in love and in gentleness. And we minister to people with so much love and gentleness. We don't go out there and we force people. Yes, there's a way we can do that for them to receive Jesus Christ because we want their eyes to open. But we go out there with love. Why? Because Jesus came. God gave his only begotten, Jesus. He sent Him because he loved the world so much. He loved each and everybody of us that are sitting here. Can we, can we just see the difference of us sitting here right now and we see those boys outside sitting on that electric box. We are inside here every Sunday morning and the light is shining right inside here. But what about them outside? I think we urgently need to make it every Sunday more or less once or twice a month that we go out into this community. And we go and testify and tell them about the love of God. Because we want them to see the light also. Jesus said, He doesn't want anyone on this earth to be lost. He wants everybody to get to know Him. Amen? Amen. And the scripture that goes with that is, is John 3 verse 16. If you think you cannot go and testify, just read John 3 verse 16. And go and tell somebody outside, like the guy that is sitting there on the, on the electric box, you can just go there and say um, the easiest words to say to him, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life is not just for you and me, it's also for them that are outside. It's also for our family members. It's also for our children. And these people, they really, really need need to hear the Gospel. And we have been changed by the Word of God. By somebody's testimony. Somebody testified, like Rita testified this morning. And I'm sure it's going to be easy for you also to go out and for myself to go out. And testify to others about the love of Jesus. Isaiah is talking about he was bruised for our Iniquities. iniquities. He bore all of our sins and everything that we have done wrong on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for us. All of us and He loves us so, so, so much. And Jesus says, like we've read in Matthew, He said, Lo, I am with you. Always. Always. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And if Jesus says He loves us that much, He really means it. He loves us. Sakira, you know that, ne? Yeah. Jesus loves you. And that is the reason He died for us. And now he wants us to go out and make disciples of all nations. Can we come to an agreement this morning, all of us that are sitting here? Because there's going to be a day that we are going to close the door. Because this is not church. This is church, our bodies. We're going to walk with our feet into this community. And we're going to bring the church to the, to the people. Amen. And we're going to allow people to say, yes, I want to receive Jesus because of the love that you are carrying. Mm -hmm. Because I've been watching your life for so many years, and I wanted to ask you, "What, what is different about you? Because I can't find what I see in you in somebody else. And let us just remember, whenever we go, we go in gentleness, and we go in love to people. We're going to minister to people in this community. This community is going to be turned right side up. Up. Right side up. Right side up. (laughs) But who's going to do it? We have to do it. We have to do it. It It is high time. There's no more time to listen. There's no more time to play. It is now time that we stand up and we go to all nations and we minister the Word of God. You know what is so amazing about it? Jesus didn't only minister to African-speaking people. He ministered to Torsas, He ministered to Sutus, He ministered to everyone. And He wants us to do exactly the same. You will never find somebody in this community that doesn't understand, understand English. Even a child that went out of school in grade six understands English. So therefore I sometimes wanted us in Salaris Falls to have a second service in Afrikaans but I think no. This is how we improve our language, by speaking and by listening to people that speak English. And when we go outside, then you've got an opportunity to minister to somebody in Afrikaans Wales, and in your language, in their language. So we are... A, a lot of people that are here with different languages here. So we can go out and minister to people. Are we ready to do that?
1: Yes.
0: yes. yes. Are we ready to minister the word to the communities of the Salawispas? Yes! Yes. Amen. yes! We are excited to do that. Yes. And I am excited also this morning. Mm. Because I believe God has got given each and everybody of us. There's no more time on a Sunday morning to say, I'm going to go and listen to the word of God. Yes, I'm going to listen, but I'm also going to go out and minister to those that doesn't know and
2: haven't received
0: Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior.
2: Can I share a brief yes. testimony? I just wanted to share a brief testimony because Philip and I, we've been starting to reach into the Nomsano, um mm. community, yes, but what I did, I drew up a tract Spirit, Soul and Body that shows the three concentric circles, and we don't just hand out tracts. Mm. But we approach people, often what we do now, we put it in their hand. And we it's just like, if you find it difficult, what am I going to say? And how can I begin? Where do I begin? I mean, always telling people, Jesus loves you, that's a good... And then find out, do you believe that? But then, with that out of the way and then born again, to continue to minister, Mm. it's just good to have something and then you can be explaining about that. But it's not is that difficult yeah uh, to begin conversation
0: and i also believe it's not difficult like i said in the beginning once you start once you start telling somebody about it it will become Easy. easier next time you motivate actually yourself as soon as you start to minister to somebody and believe you me there is one person outside already waiting for your testimony amen There is already one. There's already 10,000 people that are waiting for for yours and my testimony. Are we ready?
2: Yes.
0: Yes, Yes, we're ready to go out there and testify about the love. Let's close our eyes. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.